0: You're listening to Your Jewish Life, Your Way with Karen Cinnamon, the podcast that explores what it feels like to be Jewish or Jewish in 2022. On the show, we divulge all of the secrets and know-how to being confident in celebrating and living your Jewish life your way with easy simple ways to embrace your mishpacha through the traditions and rituals you've been dying to learn more about. So save your kvetching we are talking less Jewish guilt and more Jewish joy here on out. Yalla forget about the right and wrong ways to be Jewish it's time to create a Jewish life you love living. Hello, hello. Good to have you with me for another episode of the Your Jewish Life, Your Way show. And can I just say, I love receiving your messages on Instagram when you tell me what you thought of a podcast episode or how it impacted you or how you shared something with someone you love because of something you've heard. So please don't hesitate to DM me on Instagram at Your Jewish Life with any thoughts on the show or just how it makes you feel that would really, really make my day. And speaking of Instagram, today's episode is all about what it's like being a Jewish influencer with my friend Sarah Haskell, also known as That Relatable Jew. I'm sure you know who she is. She's built up a following of over 130,000 followers across TikTok and Instagram. And she's also recently, moved from Long Island to New York City in the past month. So she's covering things like the Jewish New York dating scene. She also talks a lot about the Jewish holidays, modest fashion, Jewish traditions. And she really wants to show the world that, (laughs) interesting enough, that struggling with Judaism is normal. And she also enjoys highlighting the beauty and positivity that Judaism has brought to her life. And her her content is so uplifting. And we, we talk about everything, the sort of dark side to being an influencer the wonderful many sides of being an influencer what inspired her to start sharing her life on tiktok why would you do that we find out and it's just a really great fun episode and you're gonna love it so let's sit down with sarah So welcome Sarah to the podcast, so thrilled to have you on today and I'm looking forward to chatting. We've got so much, we probably could chat about Instagram and TikTok and everything for hours but we won't bore the listeners with that but I might indulge myself a bit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much for having me, so nice meeting you.
0: So everyone knows you, that relatable Jew, I couldn't start with any other question but Why are we talking about that relatable Jew? What inspired you to start sharing your life in this way? Tell us the story. What what got you here?
1: (laughs) So funny because like I never planned for this to happen at all. It was during the height of COVID 2020 actually is when I started. And originally I started TikTok for my art because I'm an artist. And then, yeah, I actually have an Instagram for that as well. It really started out for that. And then I realized it wasn't catching on so much. And then one day I just decided to do a Jewish joke instead. And it just completely (laughs) caught fire. And then I'm like, okay, let me roll with this. Let me keep putting out more Jewish content. And then immediately like the views just shot up from what it was compared to before and I'm like okay I guess this is what I'm doing now this is this is my niche and it was like so funny because if you would have ever asked any of my friends or family if they saw me doing this that's such a huge part of my life now like everyone would have been so surprised including me because you know it was in planned, but I'm so grateful that I have this in my life now.
0: And so what's the, obviously your content is so engaging, entertaining, educational, it's all the things that they should be on, on social media, but what is your personal goal with it? Why do you spend the time? Why do you, you know, share about your life? Is it, is it in terms of your art, your business? Is it to be an influencer and, 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 you know, maybe get some brand deals? Is it just for the fun, just for the love? Tell us a little bit about what motivates you to, to create the content.
1: So when I first started, this it was really more for me because I found it very healing to talk about all these issues that I saw in the Jewish community and also the beauty that I also saw that was really not getting any immediate media attention either. So it was almost like a little personal journal diary. That's kind of how this started. It was really very healing to be that voice that I did not see anywhere else and you know over time i realized like there really wasn't a lot of people at that time that were just blogging and they were jewish like i yeah. found either it was like rabbis giving inspirational talks which is great or it was like celebrities but they weren't affiliated relatable like relatable yeah. <laughs> so i'm like that's that's why i need to be a voice that's like just an average relatable person that's Jewish, which that's how I came to the username that relatable Jew. I just wanted to be a regular mainstream person that's not one way or the other way, just like falls in the middle where I feel like most Jewish people fall in the middle. And I didn't see any media representation on that middle ground. So I wanted to be that voice. So really, I, I really do it to like create open discussions about Judaism. I want people to feel comfortable to ask questions I want you know I don't want anyone to ever feel embarrassed like any question is it important so that's really why I started this whole thing now I make jokes I show my clothes I talk about Jewish traditions but really the core of why it started is because I wanted people to feel more included and comfortable in their
0: journey and have you had any fun exciting opportunities come about as a result of you putting yourself out there and all that visibility yes
1: I've worked with a bunch of different brands and I've done collaborations and it's been so funny when I even when I go to like a kosher grocery store <laughs> I usually get stopped three or four times wow. by different followers I
0: love that so, yeah, <laughs> so life pretty- is exciting
1: Yes, it's I could never have imagined it ending up to be this big, but I'm very grateful.
0: And do you ever like certainly in the early days you must have felt how comfortable are you sharing things and did you want to sh- are you or have you always been an, for want of a better word an oversharer are you actually not sharing that much for you like how do you feel about sharing your life on social media?
1: I think that you know. It's definitely hard sometimes to put yourself out there on social media. And when I do share something, it's always with intention. I'm never just oversharing and putting everything out there. Like Everything I do, it's like, is there a positive message that could be taken from me sharing my story? If the answer is yes, then okay. I'm okay with sharing a personal part of my story if it's really going to help others obviously, sometimes it is a little bit uncomfortable for me. But I feel like someone has to be the spark to normalize these conversations. Yeah. So that's really my goal. I don't know if I would say like, I'm an oversharer, but no. I don't mind sharing, if it's gonna lead to positive change.
0: And you know, what's interesting, I feel with your content, I would never put you in the oversharer's box, because I never feel like you think, for one I I hope this comes out the right way but you know some influencers think that their lives are really really that interesting like just to feel themselves having breakfast is sort of content worthy and I never feel that with your content it's always like you say purposeful or it's got a story behind it or you're trying to you know it's thought through and I never I don't think of you as an oversharer however I know from my own sort of what I share of my life is that some you know we are sort of in the front line and sometimes we do share things and it's just a bit different to sort of the everyday other person I just wondered how, how that felt for you just sharing anything you know sharing your life
1: yeah it's pretty crazy like I'll give you an example earlier this week I was drinking tea and I was like very excited about this tea because the last time I had it was years ago in Israel so I posted an instagram story saying wow i'm so excited i found this tea i haven't found this yes, israel saw this almond tea yeah. Yeah. and everyone was like where did you get this tea from <laughs> what store where can i buy it And i'm like wow like is my life that interesting that like i'm getting like a ton of messages flooding my instagram like um direct messages saying where can i buy the tea tell me the brand of the tea and i'm like, "Whoa!" Wow. <laughs> so, so sometimes like that I feel like it's a little silly but it's just it makes me smile because
0: it's so funny how
1: people could be interested in something as small as like a
0: And it's all tea. happened rather quickly. I mean 2020 is yesterday you know it's not that long ago and you built this enormous following over 100,000 on TikTok, tens of thousands on Instagram. What is it like first of all talk to me about TikTok. So But one, let me just tell you about my experience. So I've built my brand, my communities on Instagram, and I'm comfortable there. And I have very, very, very little hate on there. I mean, really, it's nothing. And I think it's because my account is very much cultivating positivity. And if it's you're not part of it, go anyway. I I wanted to to also. experiment with TikTok and you know it's a whole fabulous audience there and as soon as I went on there and he started properly posting quite recently I was getting kind of openly awful awful comments like not even in the DMs, sort of in the main comments I just thought I don't want to hang around here and I'm not going to put my energy in here. And I sort of shuffled back to Instagram. and kind of happy days there. Now, I do want to get started with TikTok in a meaningful way. I know a lot of people in my Smashing Live community have also talked. In fact, I've had one particular question from one of my readers for you that I run of my readers, one of my members for you that I want to put out there to you. I really want to talk to you about TikTok and your experiences because A lot of people in Smashing Life and myself included feel like the Jewish pride is it's not easy to have sort of big Jewish pride on TikTok. How do we do it? How do we get how do we create Jewish pride? How do we well and what are your experiences first on TikTok regardless of anything I've just said talk to me about you know your experience of TikTok.
1: So I will definitely tell you it is not for the week like every day I get So many anti-Semitic comments that...
0: right in the comments, right? They're not even shy to sort of send DM it. very
1: publicly. Yes. And, you know, you kind of have to create like this hard exterior almost of like, they're not hating me. They're hating that I'm Jewish. And I'm never going to be silent as a Jew. So I'm just going to have to be proud and say they want me to be silent. So I'm going to do the opposite of what they want. And what's Mm -hmm. really helped me mentally for like my mental health is I do recommend for you or any of your members to put filters. That's what I do. I heavily filter the comment section now because I was very tired of half of my comment section being about how anti-Semitic, Everything is everything
0: and go back thinking, in the oven like, and Holocaust all that kind comments. of stuff. Yes,
1: yeah. like it's so crazy that like people think that's appropriate and how that can even exist in today's world because I feel like we've come so far, but then you see these comments and it's still shocking every time, even though I get them like almost every day, it still shocks me every time. And you know, what really did help though is I put keywords such as Holocaust, Hitler um also like Israeli politics even when I don't talk about Israel like I say on my platform I'm proud to support Israel and you know when I've said that I have lost hundreds of followers in a day when oh, I did a post saying that gosh. but you know I continued on because I, I I have to be who I am absolutely I, you and know and
0: it will not come for, back you you won't follow us that Connect with you and stand for what you you know. You're not trying to pre to please the whole of TikTok, but it's just still it's still like you said it's still shocking that 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 people have such a prejudice over a country, um, which at the end of the day is just a home for Jews. Um, um. So, what is your experience on TikTok versus Instagram? Do you think there do you do you get just as much um hate on both platforms, or do you think one is more tolerant?
1: Um, I've definitely had a better experience with Instagram mm-hmm. I still do get anti-semitic comments sometimes on my Instagram videos very openly as well but it's definitely not as extreme on Instagram compared to TikTok I'll say that so I, I just- only recently started on Instagram though TikTok I started in 2020 and then I would say Instagram I started a little bit around like last year like a year later I went on to Instagram.
0: So I use the keyword filters on Instagram and it's really really effective like I don't know if you saw what I posted last week a beautiful story on a Jerusalem bus where the Someone on the bus started singing um, your Shalim Shul And then the bus driver started singing. He had an amazing voice. And then they all started singing it. And it was just an only in Israel moment. And so beautiful. And thanks to the filters, it was just beautiful comment after beautiful comment. And it just, it's just fabulous. Um, So maybe I need to invest a bit of time in TikTok as well, because I think, I think there's so much room for, there aren't actually that many. I don't think engaging Jewish creators on TikTok there's a there's a handful I mean you probably know talk to me about the Jewish creators on TikTok because I think I it would be great to get get there and just get those filters on and get in on TikTok
1: (laughs) yeah it's so nice honestly I feel like it's almost like a little Jewish family that really it's like a community because like you said there aren't so many of us so many of us do have each other's numbers in real life wow.
0: and we video
1: chat and we talk not just on instagram on whatsapp regular text and it's so nice that it's almost like built a community and where we can all talk about our struggles and the anti-semitism we face I actually I don't know is there something similar for instagram jewish creators like that that
0: exists I think I think there's way 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 more great jewish creators which is an amazing thing on Instagram. I mean, literally hundreds and thousands. When you think about all the halifluencers and you know, there's so many brands as well that Jewish brands, and it's just it's it's too big to feel like a family, but it's still a really tight network that supports one another, and it's it's wonderful. I I love you know hanging out there, um, and I really inspired by by you to 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 start being, but it was almost like, I felt like I was kind of, Hey, I'm muted. Hi. And everyone, and then you just kind of get immediately faced with this stuff. And I was just like, okay, I'm not going to invest, you know, so but it's about just, just really keeping going. I think the keyword filters are a must and just find, yes. find the right people. <laughs>
1: you, you really, you really can't create Jewish content on TikTok, unfortunately, without the filters. Right. it'll bring it'll bring you down too much it's like one of the first things you have to do and is, who like, wants
0: to spend days so just so blocking blocking, blocking yeah um, yeah no it's it's too hard
1: to filter out every word and delete each comment it will take too much time unfortunately
0: so who is your typical person who loves your content on tiktok
1: Um, it's such a mix bag I find like I've had people in real life that have come up to me that are like little teenage girls that are so excited to meet me and then <laughs> I've also had like mothers and grandmothers come oh. up to me saying like they watch my content as well so I find that there's actually a pretty wide range of an audience which I love and I've also heard that non-Jewish people follow me as well like people That's have right. told me that they're non-Jewish co-workers Will follow right. me like if they work with someone that's jewish or if they live in a jewish community and they want to know like what's going on around them why are all their neighbors putting up huts coat? Person, person <laughs> you know so a lot of non-jews also follow me as well which is cool
0: so when you're creating a new video are you making it for the teenage girl or the grandma or the non-jewish or for yourself like who is you know it's such a wide range of people you just described like at your core you know, when you're creating content, who do you have in mind? Or is it literally just what's appealing to you at that moment?
1: I would say it's a mix. Some of my content is targeted more at teenagers that are struggling with their faith, just like I did during those years, because that's really when I went through like my hardest times of struggling with my religious journey. Obviously, I'm still on that journey now. But that's really what a lot of my um, original videos started out with targeting more teenagers. And then over time, as I just started discussing groceries and holidays and Jewish weddings and traditions, then it started really widening the audience to now parents, grandparents, the brother, anyone. So I would say each post is kind of like you could find something that you like in my content no matter what age or what stage you're at in life.
0: And and like like you said, you got the perfect name because it is relatable. Like you can relate to a part of, you know, I just watch and you just want to keep watching, keep engaging. It's wonderful. And talk to me a bit about you said you're struggling with your religious journey or you were struggling. So talk to me a bit about that because I think it could be something that That the listener will will resonate with as well
1: I think that at a certain age you kind of expect to have everything figured out with religion that I'm observing this way this is what I do this is what I don't do and that's it but like most people don't realize you're still growing and there's still a journey your whole life you don't just graduate high school or college and that's it and you have your whole life figured out no whether you're 15 whether you're in your 20s 30s 50s the Jewish journey and the journey to finding yourself and figuring out where you're at religiously and where you're comfortable and what you're going to take on is going to change because we're all growing throughout life and I think that it's very normal to struggle with observing certain things and taking on other things we're and the pressures, involving and training. Yes, yeah, family, I found yes. that like Society pressure, family know. pressure. Yes, it's like you need to know who you are. And it's like if you don't know who you are, then you feel like there's something wrong with me. Because they seem like they have it all figured out religiously, but I'm still not sure. Am I going to keep this? Am I not going to keep that? I don't feel so connected. Is there something wrong with me that it's hard for me to sit in synagogue for the whole service? No. A lot of people actually struggle with that. And that doesn't make you a bad Jew or a bad person.
0: And there's, you know, it's that balance between what you're, you know, we have a thing of saying no more shoulds, you know, you reach a point in life, it shouldn't be about the shoulds. I should be, uh, you know, in synagogue today, I should be uh, lighting the Friday night candles every Friday, you know, shed the shoulds put it out there, what sparks meaning, what sparks joy for you, go all in on those elements, evolve the traditions into something even new for 22, 23, and enjoy, have fun with it, have fun with your identity and be proud. And, you know, it's, we're so often shrouded in the pressure, like you say, from family, from society, our own expectations, it's hard to, to work it out. And it's wonderful that you're, you know, putting that forward to, to, to just, that's okay to feel like that
1: (laughs) yes I I really agree with what you said I love that phrase that you said about no more should just connect with what you love and I really I could honestly take that forward in my own life as well because I think we all say that you know to ourselves even people like that might be on social media like me that are telling everyone to accept their struggles obviously I'm still on my own journey so of you know, I'm still growing and evolving myself as well,
0: so. Just want to take a brief moment to tell you about my community, Smashing Life. It's a beautiful Jewish community that I'd absolutely love you to be a part of. It's a place to build the life you want on your terms, empowered by a community of like-minded Jewish women from all over the world. We have masterclasses and parties and get togethers and socials and so much more. Um, Why don't I hand over to Ashley, one of our members from Los Angeles, and she can tell you what it's all about. So my favorite thing about being in Smashing Life is that it provides access to
1: basically a group of friends, where it's safe to share things that are good that are bad and things that you would never share publicly like i just took a pregnancy test and it came back negative this sucks everybody commiserate with me or someone at work just threw me under the bus and you know people are so supportive or you get to share something positive like you know i just got a promotion at work but i can't share it yet because it hasn't been announced yet you can just share everything with each other and get you know support you can get just your group of friends cheering you on or commiserating with you supporting you for whatever you need and it's it's so special
0: so there you have it that's smashing life it's an incredible community membership club for jewish women and i'd love you to join just head to smashinglife.club smashinglife.club and join today So how did Judaism play a role in your life growing up?
1: So I grew up in a Orthodox Jewish community my entire life. In Long I
0: Island, Island, where yes. you moved from, yeah.
1: In Long Island, New York. I just moved to the city. I but... know. It was so exciting. <laughs> yes. So I really was in that Jewish environment for a majority of my entire life.
0: And yeah. so is this a really, really, really big move then from Long Island to New York in terms of coming out of that, for want of a better word, bubble of Orthodox Judaism, or had you already come out a bit of the bubble or what, where are you with it all?
1: It was kind of shocking. I'm not going to
0: lie. Shocking to who? <laughs> Me?
1: <laughs> i tell my followers like you could hear in my voice like when i've been doing the tiktoks about grocery stores i like <laughs> the look on my face where i'm like oh my god there's octopus in this supermarket i'm like wait this isn't a kosher supermarket like of course they're gonna have like shrimp and pork and
0: wait you, know... you were immersed in kosher supermarket wait really it was just yes wow like my
1: whole life was just surrounded by like surrounded by Jews. Jewish food Jewish takeout I never had to think about is this kosher is this not everything was kosher so now I'm in this like now that I'm in this city environment I'm like whoa like yes there's a Jewish community here that's why I moved here but it's totally mixed in with secular life it's not a Jewish bubble because it's the city so even if there's a few blocks of Jews it's still mixed in with you know with other cultures other
0: people and how does it feel for you? Because at the time of recording, is it, it's just a couple of months in, right?
1: Oh, I've only been here for exactly one month today. Really? Yes, I've been here for exactly one month, so I'm still learning there. <laughs> yeah.
0: And and how does it feel? How does it feel to be in New York after all this time of the bubble?
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, It feels really good to be independent and this is my first apartment that you know I've gotten in on my own, so I'm very proud of myself for reaching this milestone.
0: Absolutely, um,
1: it's sometimes it's like overwhelming, but it's very exciting as well because you know I feel like I'm truly coming into myself, and I have to make you know a healthy choices, and I get to discover what synagogues I want to go to not just where I grew up I get to choose what do I feel connected to what Um, do I want to put into my home what do I want to put into my body and it's like very empowering to be able to make those life choices for myself
0: and and is it something that was expected or unexpected you know did your family generally people stay in the area where you grew up and that's just how things are is it a sort of a bit of a different move as it were that you've moved to New York Um, I would say
1: (laughs) it's about 50-50. Some people stay in the community and then once they get married off, they just move straight in with their husband. So until they get married, they just live at home. Others like me, um, once they graduate college, I see a lot of people getting apartments and full-time jobs and moving out. So yeah, it's really mixed. I still have a lot of friends that live in that community and a lot of friends that live in the city now too.
0: And what are you most excited about in terms of the move? I think
1: I'm just excited to like meet people my age in the city. Cause I've been looking to try to find new friends since I moved here. So I'm really just looking to find like my place in the Jewish community here. So I've been starting to check out different synagogues and, I'm looking forward to meeting the rabbis here and maybe trying to have Friday night dinners with people in the community. So I'm really just looking forward to like getting comfortable and slowly immersing myself in that.
0: And is that something that you're going to be documenting? you kind of shul shopping and, you know. Yes, I friend wish I could carry
1: my phone with me ah. because that would have been so good. It was on Shabbos, so I, I don't carry my phone with
0: me to record. Yeah, of so, course, of course. But, of course. but uh, I mean, you can document it in in and you know afterwards, kind of just just talking about it. Is that something that you would imagine doing?
1: Yes, usually I like to visually show everything of where yes. I'm going. Yes, yes. But sometimes I just tell stories too.
0: Yeah. Oh no, I think it's it's something that people would love that sort of content because. It's almost like, you know, an episode of Sex in the City from a Jewish, you know, like I'm seeing the city, making friends, going out, the ups, the downs. I want to know how how you're getting on, as I'm sure everybody else does. Yes. Oh, my uh,
1: gosh. It's, there's so many new things being yeah. thrown at me every week. And then throw dating into that. Like, too. Wow. <laughs> Talk to
0: me about the dating scene in New York City. Jewish dating oh scene, gosh. rather.
1: Yes, I find it's such a mixed scene. I also have to do a TikTok about this. But like I said before, I was in my Orthodox Jewish bubble, so to say. Now I come here and it's very different. (laughs) Some people want to get married after two or three months and they're like, okay, Orthodox dating, cut to the chase. Other people could say, dating for two years or three years is way too short and that they want to date for years and years and get an apartment and move in together before they would even think of marriage so I've found that it's very tricky navigating the dating scene here to find someone that's religiously you know on my wavelength because it's so varied here in the city of like the spectrum is just so huge of like people's different religious observances when it comes to even just going on a simple day
0: but I know so many couples who've met with different observances and they've met in the middle or one has drawn to the others you know it's not always a case of meeting someone with the exact you know it's just being open-minded and seeing what feels right like you're saying which is the sort of period of your life you're in right where your kind of work you know I love that you've got such a strong identity but equally you're in New York City in your 20s right I mean what better place to discover and meet I'm jealous (laughs) tell me something (laughs) I lived in York a very short time in my early 30s when I was single and I found the whole dating scene that it's a professional sport there you know and are you encountering that side of things as well that just kind of the conveyor belt style of dating or not yet in your one month
1: (laughs) so I not yet but I definitely I see it all around me where people are just going on date after date after date yeah I don't know I'm almost like am I crazy because for me if I clearly don't see it leading to marriage and our values are completely not in line then to me, I just say, okay, then I, then I'd rather just wait until someone does come along with more values that are in line with me. Sure, dating is fun. But you know, instead of this conveyor belt, like you said, mentality of like date after date, I kind of want to go into it with more intention and thinking it through if I really truly don't think it could be Someone that has the same core values as me, then you know I don't want to waste my time going on a date. So I've been a little bit more selective.
0: (laughs) I love that. And what are your thoughts on the apps? Are there any apps that you like, or you are you not into it? Like what 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 are the thoughts around the dating apps?
1: Um, so I'm pretty new to the dating app scene. Yeah. So I I didn't want to judge too quickly yet. Uh huh. But. I think what I'm having trouble with is that a lot of people say they're Jewish, but then are completely unaffiliated.
0: Oh, you mean they're Jewish, but then don't do anything Jewish, or they're not even Jewish? Yeah.
1: Like some of them could put down Jewish and they're not even Jewish.
0: Wow. And then other people. Yeah.
1: And then other people could be Jewish, but then they don't want to affiliate with the religious Mm. part of it
0: yeah so
1: that could also just be like very tricky because as very you know tricky. I have so much like Jewish pride so I would for sure want to be with someone that has that same Jewish pride as me as well Gosh. so that's the only tricky part navigating like yeah are they actually Jewish or are they pretending to be Jewish wow. with, uh, but I find that at least dating apps like JSwipe or I'm sure there's other ones out there too that's a little bit better because usually it's only Jews
0: yes so going back to your going back to your content what kind of aspects of Jewish life do you what's your favorite aspects of Jewish life to make content about is it holidays kosher food the weddings or do you have different seasons for different things
1: oh that's so hard because I love (laughs) all of them I like rotate between all the topics
0: yeah so it's just it's your Jewish life it's just your Jewish life as and when really like you say it's a bit more and in fact, that's something I see on TikTok quite a lot, which is why I think there's room for sort of for the sort of content that I do, that it is very much almost following someone around in their Jewish life and what's going on with you. And it's very much you in the, on, in the camera and, and your thing, which I love. But it's not something for me that I, I don't want to be kind of being documented or documenting. And Yeah, I it,
1: found that on Instagram, it's actually a lot more like structured like you're saying like so either it's like i'll see jewish bloggers that are like into their fashion in outfits i'll see another one that's like a chef and they cook kosher food
0: exactly or jewish jewelry or something
1: yes and i just kind of do like a scramble them all and just kind of cover everything but
0: it's almost like reality to jewish reality tv on tiktok or i mean (laughs) do you think that's one of the reasons people like watching the Jewish content I mean what are your thoughts about it all
1: I just think that there was never a space for people to just show Jewish life which is really why I started to do what I do because I was so tired of it like not being represented anywhere so that's really why I started to do it and then I guess it turned into of like a mush of everything yeah, originally, it's great. It really, originally, it really just started out as me telling my journey, my Jewish journey. And then along with that, people were asking questions about holidays that I was doing or, you know, weddings that I was attending. And then I started throwing educational stuff in and then people wanted to know about my outfit. So then I started doing outfit hauls. And then so it kind of branched off from me just talking about my experiences to getting into a million other topics. <laughs>
0: and what do you personally want people to understand and learn about the orthodox community or the jewish community through your content what would you like them to take away
1: i would just like them to view us as people not like a strange other species but you know kosher food could be great food too jews could still be fashionable jews could be in the working world we still attend weddings and we get dressed up nice like a lot of things that non-Jewish people do Jewish people also do Mm. maybe there's traditions and customs that are different that add to our culture but we're not some strange species so I kind of wanted to like normalize and show regular orthodox living from a very relaxed perspective because I found that I was only seeing very extreme views of it on Netflix or shown on you know on the news so I just wanted to make it more relatable, more relaxed.
0: And I notice you really take a lot of time to answer comments when people ask genuine questions. Um, You take the time to sort of educate and explain, which is a wonderful thing what you're doing. Thank you. <laughs> yeah,
1: I really, I really do try to have a connection with my followers, take the time to answer their questions and write messages back obviously I don't get to every single message but I really do try to look through the comment section and reply to as many people as I can
0: and um, there has been a rise of anti-semitism sadly and does that is that does that affect the content and messaging you put out
1: definitely like there go it goes through waves so sometimes i'll just lose a ton of followers and it's simply because i'm jewish not even because i put out a video that was controversial most of my videos actually are like i really don't get into politics or or anything that could be taken the wrong way like i'm very sensitive to that so usually if i get a bunch of unfollowers it's because something extremely anti-Semitic happened and in general the
0: hate because they've chosen to follow you for being Jewish so if they're anti-Semitic why did they start with a follow in the first place that's sometimes
1: people are repeats of um anti-Semites that just follow to hate 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 on every video but um wow Wow. also definitely the comment section also usually gets out of control when anti-Semitism is on the rise and then I have to put in the effort to Block individuals, put even more filters on my comments. But at this point, I feel like I've strategically really upped the comment section filters and I've taken control over that. So now when there is a rise in anti Semitism, it doesn't rock the comment section as much as it used to.
0: And do you have to take mental health breaks or are you just, like you said at the beginning, you know, it's not about you, it's about them. You know, water off a duck's back.
1: Um, sometimes I do take breaks where um, I'll do art or I'll take the time to just like watch a TV show by myself. Shabbat really helps just to be disconnected for a little bit to not have to look at social media. Um, it is important for me that sometimes I do take a moment to myself, and even though I might be doing something fun that would be a great TikTok, I just take that time for me.
0: The must, mental health first. And what would you say to someone listening who maybe fears being openly Jewish, not necessarily on social media, just in general, due to the rise of anti-Semitism?
1: I would say that it's, it's definitely a valid fear, because there has been violence. So for me to say, no, you shouldn't feel that way, blast your Jewishness on social media like I do, and walk out with a Jewish star, like that wouldn't be sensitive to people that are genuinely scared you know and every community is different what I would say is you know never be ashamed to be Jewish it's very special that we have this culture and that we have this community of people there are so many people that will support you and will love you for being Jewish and there's such a big community out there and I would say obviously you can do some activism in a way that you feel connected to so that means maybe you're not gonna walk around pronouncing your Jewish to everyone but let's say there was um I know there was a huge sheet where people were signing their names to get Kanye off of Adidas and it had over 20,000 signatures so I would say maybe try to do something like that where you're You know, you're being an activist, but maybe more in a private way. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you're just privately being proud of your Judaism by doing a Shabbat dinner and inviting a few friends over to celebrate. So, you know, being Jewish and being proud could look very different. And there are a lot of ways, not just publicly, to be proud of
0: being Jewish. I love that. I love that. So we're going to we're going to jump into a quick fire round. And then I want to hear not just how people can find you, which is kind of obvious, but I want you to spell it out. But also, I want to hear how we can find your art, because I didn't know about the art. And I think that's really interesting. And I want to know more about it and how I can find your art. But let's do some quick fire. So matzo ball soup or bagels with lox?
1: Matzo ball <laughs> soup.
0: Buy or bake a challah?
1: obviously bake if you can
0: <laughs> red wine white wine or grape juice for kiddish
1: white
0: wine <laughs> favorite yiddish word <laughs> ah! oh my gosh i'm going to show you something but it uh, but the viewers at home went, went, wouldn't be able to see I, I designed them i got sick of not seeing like pretty paper goods that are jewish so I created a journal, also did some postcards, and this is this really cute Oy one, which I'll show you afterwards. Um favorite yeah, I'd Ju- to see that. I will show you and I'll send it to you as well. Favorite Jewish tradition?
1: Probably lighting the menorah on Hanukkah.
0: Oh, very timely. Yes. <laughs> why, why is that your favorite tradition?
1: I just love the symbolism behind it of bringing light into the darkness
0: mm-hmm. of this world. That's beautiful, beautiful. Favorite Jewish food? Ooh, these are hard. First thing that comes into your head? Kugel. <laughs> Which kugel? <laughs> Just
1: regular, potato like, noodle. Night potato kugel. You know when they let it simmer and it's really, really good.
0: <laughs> um, I think uh, I know the answer to this, but you'll let me know for sure. Hanukkah or Passover? Hanukkah. <laughs> um Hiking up Masada or swimming in the Dead Sea?
1: Swimming in the Dead Sea. Uh,
0: have you done both?
1: I've I've taken um one of those things that oh, lifts you up. <laughs> yes. And I didn't hike it. <laughs> I took the easy way up in a in a little ride with my family while we were sitting down, and it lifts you up the mountain. <laughs>
0: What small thing is bringing you joy lately? Or it can be a big thing and it doesn't have to be Jewish thing. What small thing is bringing you joy lately?
1: (laughs) I would say just decorating my new apartment and being able Mm. to really make it feel like
0: it's mine. Oh, it's beautiful. What semi random thing is always to be found in your purse?
1: Ooh, my ring light for vlogging, <laughs> right here. It's actually oh, that's adorable.
0: Right <laughs> it's a mini ring yes. light.
1: I carry this with me everywhere. It clamps onto my
0: phone, so I could vlog oh, on the Oh, that is adorable. It just clips on. Yep, it's just a quick clip. So if
1: I feel like vlogging about something on the fly, I just clip it on and I start to vlog. You I know, think the, that's pretty
0: random. <laughs> the listeners are gonna have FOMO, so we'll you'll have to share the link with me and I'll put it in the show notes so they can have one too. <laughs> yes. Um and finally, if you were gonna have Friday night dinner with any three Jewish celebrities or Jews, any Jews, um, dead or alive, who would it be and why?
1: Oh, this I don't know. I have to like think about it. Um probably i don't know i don't know
0: who's popping into your head is it someone in your family is it someone on instagram on tiktok who's coming to your head and i say you can have friday night dinner with any three jewish people dead or alive somebody must be popping in
1: okay i would say one is lizzie Stavetsky. She's oh. i've never met her but i know she's in new york and i just moved to new york and she does Jewish activism too. So and you know she does these
0: she does these Jewish single events called Beshert by Lizzie.
1: Oh no, I actually haven't heard of that. I'll have to check that out.
0: Yeah, I mean it's all it's all made for you, New York, Lizzie Beshert for Lizzie, go for it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say second would be Melinda Strauss
0: yeah have you met
1: because yes we actually live like five minutes away from each other back no in way. Long Island so no we've done collabs I was just at her daughter's bat mitzvah no way um, yes she's like a mother she's honestly I look up to her so much not even just with social media but just the way she raises her family is, mm. I could totally see myself doing very similar to what she does with her home life with social media I
0: just think she's a great role model she really is and then and number I would three say the
1: third one is you I was
0: just gonna say I want to be at your dinner with Melinda and uh, Lizzie and I didn't want to sort of butt in I'm so happy let's make it happen yes <laughs> <laughs> let's do it if I come to New York uh, Melinda will come up from uh, New, New uh, Long Island, and we're done. We're ready.
1: <laughs> yes! Oh my gosh! And that's the cool thing is that like the three of us live in New York, so it actually could very easily it could happen. easily happen. And
0: I I visit New York. I come once twice a year for work and what have you. So I'm there. Um, we're gonna organize it now. <laughs> this is really exciting because I actually ask this question to every single guest. And you're the first person who I think we could turn it into reality. You know, normally people say dead people and their grandma that died 50 years ago and Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> we can do this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, well, it's been so much fun with you today, Sarah. Tell us where we can find you. And also let's talk about your art. We want to know about your art as well. But first of all, where, we can, where can we find you with that relatable joke? Um, you could find
1: me on Instagram and TikTok. And I actually just recently made a YouTube, but not much is uploaded oh. to there yet. But hopefully big plans will happen, longer formatted videos. Wow. But I that related to it. across all platforms.
0: And your art?
1: My art is just on Instagram and it's art one of a kind, like with the number one.
0: Okay well we'll link to all that in the show notes and I will see you in New York for Friday night dinner. (laughs)
1: Let's do it.
0: (laughs) Thanks for coming on today.
1: Yes thank you so much for having me.